Things are tough. Life feels harder and harder sometimes. But it's important to remember to surround ourselves with people who are special to us and want to support us. After the isolation of COVID, building those connections is more important than ever. Asian women of Winnipeg are one such group, bringing people together and supporting each other, celebrating accomplishments and being there for each other during those difficult times. Let's get into it. My name is Sharon Tapia, and I'm the founder, uh, president of Asian Women of Winnipeg. We founded this organization in 2014, and we incorporated in 2016. When when we started, I I didn't realize uh, that time uh, how far we will be going with this. We just wanted to give some platform to to women. Uh, started celebrating Mother's Day. <laughs> That's our starting point. And uh, we just wanted to get those uh, ladies out who are uh, who were serving uh, just to their families and uh, homemakers, all the new immigrant women and grandmothers who has no other excuse to get out of the house. So we started with very small, with one event, and then we grown to Oh my goodness, so many things now. <laughs> well, yeah, your organization has grown so much and there's so many talented and accomplished women on the team and in the group. It's just truly impressive and awe-inspiring to see what you have done. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's the best part. But Because when we started this organization, the original founder, including myself, we were all self-employed women. I should say. And still now in our board, we have uh, all the self-employed women except one or two who have full-time job. And, and that's it. I think when people saw the, the passion of doing all these things, people keep joining and staying. That's how we've grown. And we have uh, such a big board now. Mm-hmm. We, were, uh, we are 12 people now. And we have three youth members Many people wanted to join, but it just we have a cap at the moment. Um, but we have so many members, and uh, now we are in the process of making some committees. So the women who wanted to serve and coming up with different ideas what we should be doing. So we're just expanding. We're just exploring. Come and sit. Let's chat and let's see what needed to be done. I don't know where we are going with all this. Well, that's okay. We can. We can. (laughs) We don't really know. We are just growing. That's all we know. Talking with one of the um, the younger board members. I can't remember her name. Divya Sharma came. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's so cool to have someone who's younger, college age, on a board because typically when people picture a board, they generally think of someone who's like established in their career or are retired or something like that. But having people of all ages to help bring in different ideas, we've I've had some conversations with people before talking about everyone has blind spots. Yes. Right. Different aspects that you don't think about or aren't aware of. Yes. So having those diverse thoughts and diverse ages can really help to find out what do we really need, what is the best way to help this grow and celebrate people and, you know, uplift their voices. Our board have, starting from 18 years, 
who just one of the youth board member just turned 18 last night wow and we were celebrating her 18th birthday from 18 year to 82 so that's the <laughs> that's the range we have um uh, different age groups and the advisory board we have and they bring all the experiences and the young people the youth especially they are facing different challenges mm mm-hmm. which we cannot even explain and our elders especially the one on advisory they had they gone through so many different experiences when they were new in this country um, no recognition uh, they were doing all the jobs whatever they can get and then comes people like us who who came and uh, worked whatever job we could do in the beginning and polishing our experiences and 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 resume and working hard and then establishing ourselves in a different level and then these kids who are born here for them this is their country right but you cannot change the color of your skin you cannot change your uh, roots so they are seeing different experiences they are going through different challenges and they are trying to have their equal rights in this mainstream and it's is amazing to have all all different age groups and have everybody on the same board one thing is common for sure uh, with all age different ages that they all passionate they all wanted to serve from one reason to to the other. Well, that's what who and what you're looking for on a board, right? You want people who are passionate and want to be involved in their community. You don't just want someone who's like, "Oh, I guess I'll do this in the evenings." You don't want that kind of person. You want someone who's thirsty to make a change. Yes, I, who wanted to make a difference. You know who felt like we have uh, at one of our event uh, Dr. Zahra who's on in the mm-hmm. in the in our board now. Um she came uh, to one this one of this event and uh, and she saw all the passion and everything and she spoke to me on the phone and I said Uh, we are hosting Lori Miller at RPC Convention Center. Why don't you come and see? And she was so passionate because she's a doctor herself, uh, and all the challenges she faced. She's very educated girl. She's a lawyer in her back home in her country, and a doctor on top of it. And she said, "I wanted to help all those people who have no clue where to go, how to change their degrees, and where to go for certain things. I wanted to do this, this." for the best part is we didn't had any criteria other than passion you want to do something come on board we'll give you platform if you have a passion go for it we'll support you as long as you know it's is a positive change it will make people's life better we are all open anybody wants to join today you know you don't have to have a chair on the board like you don't have to be right uh, with the with the position but you want to make a difference you have my attention you have the whole board's attention as long as we feel yes we are working towards a good cause i don't know where we are going this we are just celebrating people's accomplishment we saw like elder generation we saw they they were not celebrating baby girl's birthday we wanted to celebrate that we wanted mm-hmm. to change people's thinking nobody was acknowledging like look okay if she got a degree or she became a ceo of a certain firm or a um institute is not a big deal but it is a big deal of course it is a big deal 
because when you have a different color of skin and you are in, in the different country where your language is even different the whole culture is different and you raising your kids in that atmosphere where you are struggling to keep your identity and the, at the same time you wanted to mingle <laughs> yeah it's that balancing act right yes like how do you engross yourself in canadian and western culture while maintaining cultural roots yes and celebrating those roots yes. without losing it cuz you know we've had so many conversations mm. with different uh, diasporas and different communities of right. trying to find that balance a yes. lot of youth within the arabic community don't yes. want to learn the arabic language yes. they're like what's the point i'm here in canada now and and i think when i started so many years back around i think 2004 uh I came in real estate industry and then in 2008 I joined um, Folklorama India Pavilion and my own kids were very much Canadian I should say very much Canadian yeah and uh, I started volunteering with the, with the India Pavilion and I told my kids okay I'm not going to be home for the next 8 days eight evenings <laughs> um because from work I will be going straight to the pavilion and we are there till maybe midnight uh, most of the time right mm-hmm. and they wanted to come along and I said you guys going to get bored that's what I thought and they said no we're not going to stay home we will go there well, that's great to see and then my I don't know I I never expected that kind of reaction for my kids because even though i was working as a realtor i always made sure i'm not missing on my kids games and the evenings i'm home um anyway uh, kids came and they saw other kids like them and they saw them in their ethnic outfits and they were all canadians too and they were all speaking english and their own language and my kids got so impressed and guess what next day my husband said i'm coming too because it's boring without you guys at home <laughs> <laughs> so that's how this whole journey started and i said okay pram what you will do my husband uh, yeah. and he said i will volunteer wherever i can so he met the president he met the coordinator he said i'm i'm at your service whatever you guys need help with i'm here so he became a floater he became such a good floater that they they gave him promotion next year he became the coordinator of the oh, pavilion awesome and uh, from that week my kids both wanted to learn indian dances so my daughter rolled up in a classical school to learn a classical dance in our family in generations because i'm from north india nobody learned a classical dance so that was a big accomplishment uh in that sense that my daughter i thought oh, she's just excited she will quit in a day or two and then my son he started a pangra group and now he's 26 and he still have his own team and they still perform even though all the kids now professional working and uh, they still perform time to time when i saw all that cultural change i realized how important it is because no matter how hard i was working before i couldn't connect them with our culture but by being there showing them indirectly i think that attracted them and it it touched my heart and from there i found my passion so with asian women so many years back uh, i think it started from mother's day then we started uh, lori mela we started uh, celebrating 
साउथ एशियन वीमेंस एशियन वीमेंस अकम्पलिशमेंट एंड वी एंड अप सेलिब्रेटिंग इंटरनेशनल वीमेन डे एंड फ्रॉम दैट आई थिंक पीपल वर एक्सपेक्टिंग मोर एंड फोनिंग अस फॉर डिफरेंट टाइप ऑफ हेल्प विच वी नेवर थाट people will think of us when they need some sort of information and that led us to the educational series which mm-hmm. i'm here to promote <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited so yeah talking about those educational series and the different sort of programs and workshops and things that you offer how would you just tell me a little bit about you know what has gone on this year that people were able to learn from and then we can kind of look what's coming up ahead this year actually um because of the many other reasons we took a little summer off nothing wrong with that but last year um, but last year when we did uh, educational series uh, the most of our uh, seminars were related to to yoga meditation uh, on mental health even physical health during covid and everything yes. those are incredibly yes. important yes so this year we we decided we will be doing seminars and depending on many other inquiries uh, we thought there is so much we can offer so this year we will be doing seminars on uh, uh, definitely on mental health uh, meditation because that's a routine that's a that's yeah, one that thing yeah that just doesn't just that doesn't yeah. just go away that's not going to go away forever because everybody looking for some sort of uh, especially after the covid i believe people are very disturbed in depression going through so many other traumas uh, we will be doing seminars those for sure and then the job opportunities that's a big one for us for single moms uh, many relationships are breaking marriages are breaking uh, due to different reasons but mostly i think is med uh, trauma and i'm getting calls and and it's surprising that i shouldn't say surprising but i never went to that route so how can i teach somebody yeah it, or, it or can be shocking sometimes very shocking and people suddenly deciding okay i'm not going to be staying in this relationship i'm out and then there is a lady with kids you know never worked and how, she doesn't know which way to go and many women like that have no families around they have no clue where to go where to start in every marriage you invest so much in that relationship and especially when you start having kids and then the guy man starts to leave and then lady end up with the kids and she has no financial support no moral support people have no idea so we will be bringing a lawyer this time mm-hmm. and she will be going over what steps needed to be taken if you are in this situation and in our community it's a very sad thing but we lost so many lives especially teenagers going through different problems and that leaves grieving families behind mm-hmm. and that's a very tough topic but that is the reality of life which we cannot avoid exactly so i will be bringing <laughs> we will be bringing some professionals to talk on this talk on this and help people to to learn how to solve these problem how to go through this process because that is important in this that's the reality of life so we are celebrating but at the same time we are grieving and i remember i lost my dad few years back and i still forget sometimes that he's gone and feel like phoning him i need him negative emotions like yeah. that sadness or things that it's at least as humans it's really hard 
for us to let go, especially when it's a loved one, right? Sometimes it's not that they're gone. Sometimes it feels that they're just distance. They're away somewhere. And then it would just take a moment to reconnect. And it's, it kind of ties into nostalgia, right? Yes. Where we remember these positive times. And when we reminisce on those emotions, they feel real. They feel very present. As you're mentioning, it's important to have those difficult conversations and prepare with the community to be like, hey, life is hard sometimes. And you don't necessarily want to talk about it, but it's important to have those tools and conversations in place yes. so that you're in a more, what's the correct words or what's the right way to put it, that you're able to articulate those feelings a little better, that you've had an opportunity to process beforehand and develop those skills and, and conversations so that when it does happen, you know, you're not just scrambling. You're like, yes, this hurts, but now I have tools and maybe a community that I've built to help through that time. So we like to have some moms who've been through that kind of pain and it's time to learn from each other. It's a difficult situation, difficult topic, as I said, but it's an important one. It's important because we are still alive and there are other family members and life is a blessing itself and we like to enjoy so how much time God has given us with somebody we should cherish we, we need to learn to cherish those moments and then move on and give back to the community enjoy the life you know if you don't have something that inspires you or connects you to the present, to reality, yes. and you lose something incredibly important, you'll spiral out yes. and you won't have things that can help. And there's nothing wrong with feeling sad, feeling upset about that time. Take that time to grieve. Yes. You want that rope, that lifeline to help pull you up when you're ready. Dealing with all these kind of uh, topics and then preparing people motivating them to come out, let's talk on this, and pulling ourselves out of our own little mental mess, I should say. (laughs) 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 Because sometimes you don't want to talk about this either, but then time and age, I think you learn that it's important to talk. Because if we don't talk, all the things staying in your head and making you more crazy, right? Definitely. Then you don't want to meet anybody. <laughs> then you don't want to talk to anyone. Then you don't just, just, just want to hide in your own corner, which is not healthy either. So we like to have a positive change and we like to make an impact. And I think with all these past few years, I shouldn't say years, but actually months experience uh, and since my, my own dad passed away, uh, I think it has given, I have, I personally have given such a huge thought to this thing that, um, and seeing our friends suffering when they lost their kids, I think this has um, given me the courage that time has come that we need to make changes, not in our own daily routines, but in our education system even. Because when elderly die, I mean, it's not like you are more acceptable, but when a kid die, without telling his or her parents what is the real problem, that's very sad. That saddens you more. 
and if kids are spending eight nine hours away from parents in the school we need to change few things in the schools too we need to change the system we need to teach our kids the life skills we need to ignite the passion in them because they deserve the best and especially immigrants they came in this country to give a good life to their kids and with everything going all around and their kids kids getting confused and new policies making kids more confused in so many different things they need to learn to accept themselves who they are and nothing more important than this life god has given you and you can make whatever you want to make out of it there's no point dying or you know yeah leaving this world without even telling anybody people are here for a better life they are not here so their kids can leave them you know they are working hard to give a good life to their parents good life to the kids and most of the time what happens we don't even think about ourselves because we are always thinking about our elderly and our kids and then there's no attention yeah self care gets and that's, kind of that's important to too oh i agree yeah self care is so important and as you're talking about this building spaces where parents and all generations and especially kids feel comfortable in talking about the struggles that they're having covid really hit kids hard i think be isolated at home for those who their social batteries are recharged by going out seeing people it was in- incredibly detrimental whether it was socialization skills being able to converse with people or to identify their own mental health challenges or things that they're struggling with yeah having those conversations and with Asian women of Winnipeg and other organizations is a great place to build those communities yeah. to build those friendships kids have fewer friends kids have fewer activities and they're relying more and more and more on social media and technology and that's not healthy not healthy at all that's uh... that's another thing we need to remove not totally remove but add more activities and and that balance will only be with if we work with the decision makers and decision makers are making these decisions i don't know sometimes we feel like uh, and we had a discussion with many moms whoever making this decision maybe they don't have kids or maybe is the is the cultural background you see south asian and asian families many of them coming from very many joint families you know where in the house you will see all different age groups and kids are okay having their siblings having aunties uncles and having grandparents there is always somebody in the house talking to them doing different things uh you know like making little things i still have so many pictures of my own kids when they were you know learning how to cook and my son sitting on the counter and my my dad given him the the rolling pin to make ro- <laughs> make rotis and and um, break the eggs you know it's like different kind of activities like little those little things or planting flowers or picking up uh, vegetables or going to strawberry pickup you know all those little things 
I think they do matter. They help kids to grow. But if kid is sitting home just watching TV or playing on the phone and parents are so much busy, I think this isolation is driving kids. Unhealthy direction. Unhealthy direction. You got the right, that's the right word. Unhealthy. And and we as a human being, we need contracts. I think COVID has shown that we are not made to live alone. There's very few people who are comfortable with being alone all the time. And and sometimes those are writers too, because some you need to connect with yourself. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having alone time. But but if you have to live alone, then people has should have gone to the jungle, you know, to live alone. <laughs> That's why we have cities and we have houses and we want our friends and entertain or, you know, just, just to chat. And all of a sudden, everything was taken away from people and, and that drove them crazy. And can you believe if adult we felt isolated, right, in, in 2021, how about kids? They don't know how small, Yeah, they can't express themselves. They're living in a very small families. They have no company. You know what I mean? It's very important because it's hard to change 50 plus people. But at the same time, if we need to invest at least in the kids because they are our future. And if they are, if they get lost in this jungle, everything will be lost than all our hard work. And here we are as a, as a parent, as a community members, working hard to establish ourselves, to maintain our culture. And then if the kids are not there, if there's nobody to take the torch after you, who is who we are working for then? All that effort feels for naught. Yes. And then my a friend is here today. Uh, Polly Pachu, who used to be a member, <laughs> original members of Asian Women, and uh, now she's on the advisory. But she worked with the hospital as well. And she's seeing all these uh, kids, women, everybody seeing, uh, going through very rough times, very depressed times, very low times, uh, people losing confidence in themselves, you know, and it's very painful. And she will be one of our speakers too. She volunteer a lot, work with seniors in the in the little groups, uh, doing different exercises. Uh, she does so many things. Well, I just want to let you know I'm also an interpreter um, because I speak four languages other than English. Um, so I speak Punjabi, Hindi, Urdu, and Gujarati. And so I do a lot of translations for the police and for the courts. And so I see a lot of cases in, in Winnipeg um, as, an, uh, as an interpreter. So um, what I have learned is uh, that uh, it's not easy when you come from a different country with a different backgrounds and your values and traditions are quite different when you come to a Western society, trying to get used to the Western society as well and their traditions and values. It is very important. And I think what Sharon is, has done, I, I actually appreciate what she has done. And I really, really, really recommend, command that he, she has done such a great job. And uh, people are actually appreciating what Sharon has done. She has brought the community together, um, basically by, um, by having all these, um, um, 
these cultural shows and and costumes and and people involving with um, with traditions uh, like c- celebrations of Diwali or Holy uh, Holy Mela and uh, there are a lot of other traditions and as 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 a president of the women's organization she has accomplished a lot and she has come up with some great ideas. And because of her ideas, we are here. That's the reason why we are here today. Uh, She has accomplished a lot, and she's still trying to expand the horizons by by involving more people into the organization and getting ideas from the youth and uh, from the elderly, from the seniors. So it's just a learning experience for us. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I know you have two last things that you'd love to talk about. For for our audience, what's coming up? There's a one big project we are collaborating uh, with the India School of Dance is uh, working on a book which will have a, a list of people's South Asian pioneers of first wave, the people who came in 60s or 70s and have contributed uh, so much to the community of Manitoba and made this province a better place for all of us. So uh, that is one big thing. And the second thing, we will be uh, hosting a community celebration, which is coming up soon in uh, in uh, a few weeks' time, uh, hopefully first week of December or end of November. Uh, and that's just right before the holidays and before our... Uh, uh, Lori Mela 2024 happens uh, in uh, January. Uh, hopefully, 13th is the Lori Lori Mela, and uh, uh, I don't remember the exact date. I think we will be celebrating uh, either 14th or 15th, whichever Saturday. Well, we can definitely talk about it once yes. we get closer to yes. the date. So those are the uh, uh, those are our big celebrations, and I like people to uh, come attend and uh, they can have more information on our website or on our Facebook page. And if you know anyone who they think should be in that book uh, of uh, the one we were working, we are working with, um, uh, with India School of Dance. We are planning to release it in March 2024. Uh, and if you know anyone you think should be in that book, who contributed a lot, uh, made a difference in the life of Manitobans. We like to know, please submit their name, a number, contact information. Uh, people don't have to be alive, you know, the people who come came in early. We like to have uh, those people to listed. To remember their legacy, in that right? Book. Yes. So the future generation should know uh, that these people came before them and made a difference and worked really hard in this province. That's our goal. Um, but thank you so much for, uh, uh, for giving us the time and the opportunity to, to share our uh, organization's uh, activities and giving us time to connect with the public. Thank you so much. Well, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk and have yourself a good one.